know we're organized. Totally. We don't we don't just come up with it in the last minute. <laughs> Why are you crumpling up like that, dude? No, dude, it's just uh, it sounds like we're rustling up oh, papers. Okay. Notes. Hey, work hard on it. Boom. Ah, uh, gotcha. There it is. Welcome everybody. Chamiso gains. Dude, you don't have to talk super low now. <laughs> well, it was so loud, dude. This is like take five. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, dude. We just talk loud, man. We're trying not to burst people's eardrums. I know, right? We try not to be too loud for these people. Try not to hear us w- breathing all the time or something. Exactly. <laughs> With the pepino voices. <laughs> this is a special episode, dude. This is episode 66. If we had Emperor Palpatine, he would have sounded something like this, actually. Execute Order 66. Six. I would have said Episode 66 on there, but my <laughs> mute button didn't work. <laughs> I was pushing it. He was not supposed to say that episode part. <sighs> that was perfect, dude. It was supposed to. Order it was supposed to be. Six. Execute Episode 66. <laughs> See? When Jeff turned into a frog. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. Probably the best bit of dubbing we've heard since last week. Last week's episode? (laughs) Oh, no, the week before. Oh, that was the week before? Yes. (laughs) Yes, yes. So we got an awesome Uh, uh, show. I remember some of the ones we didn't share. What? On on air. Was like, get out of my butt. Or whatever it was. Or did we put that one? No, we did put that one. Oh, okay. (laughs) And that was the other one where it was like, Oh, well, I mean, the other one was like, where he comes up. Or yeah. Like I was like, what the heck? And then like, he's actually saying, oh, oh my God. No, no, not even like that. He says something like, uh, uh, oh, I can't really, I can't remember what he says, but it was nowhere yeah, close nowhere, to the F word. Yeah. Obviously, it being a freaking Disney movie. I know. Whatever, it wouldn't <laughs> say, what the F. Yeah, exactly. That's funny. Awesome, so it sounds like we need a bloopers reel. I know, right? Seriously. <laughs> Too bad we don't save any of those. I think we delete everything. Every time we have to do a retake. You guys oh, are so efficient. We should probably save some of these episodes. We need to save when Cat tester Mike. Woo, woo. What was woo, it? Woo, woo. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Cat testing your mic. Yeah. Nice. Because the alternative <laughs> is my tiny mouse voice. Yeah. It's so funny. We're all testing, one, two, testing, testing. Cat talk. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> like, what the heck is that? That's awesome, dude. That's I awesome. Know. It's testing the range of the mic. There you go. <laughs> so we have a awesome show to you know bring to you today in um, episode sixty. Now we already did that. Okay. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, introduce yourselves. We got uh, Jeff, King of the Nerds, the Con. We got Jay, Forever Five. Fef. Fef. <laughs> I don't know if that one will stick. No, dude, I love it, dude. Just Forever Five. One. No, Fef. Forever five. I, I just like want people to walk up to be like, "What up?" Fef. 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 But it's like one of those things where you have to get really close and just like whisper it in someone's ear. Fef. <laughs> <laughs> and we got <laughs> the incredible cat. What's up? What What's up? up? Meow. <laughs> 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 What's up? Meow. Woo woo. <laughs> I know. She's confused. Dude, she should I be know. saying meow, but she's like, "Woo woo." I'm cat. Woo <laughs> <laughs> woo. <laughs> she's she's the offspring of our dog and cat. <laughs> Cat dog. <laughs> oh my yeah, God. cat dog. Cat dog. <laughs> she doesn't know what she is. That's awesome. It's confusing. <laughs> so we get an awesome show for you today, but um, you know we don't want to. Um, I was gonna say we don't want to give it all away. I'm thinking of split and spoiler and everything, but dude, we're gonna spoil that, dude. Get into it, dude. So we want to talk about because spoiler came out. We were so excited about it. We did get to see it, 
And uh, we got to thinking, you know what? There's so many other um, superhero movies. Uh, I already spoiled the play. But um, superhero movies that are not, you know, uh, associated with Marvel or DC. So we wanted to talk about that and just talk about, um, you know, some of those movies that have nothing to do with Marvel or DC but are just as good and sometimes even better in some cases. So I would say so. Definitely. better. We definitely want to go ahead and, and talk about those. So um let's uh yeah let's talk about those um before we start though i did uh want to um bring up because we're such fans of uh stranger things you boy and yes. they had um a what was it the sag awards this weekend mm-hmm. i don't really watch award shows because it could get super boring but um it was awesome that at the screen actors uh guild awards um, Stranger Things won for Best Ensemble uh, TV show, I guess. Yeah, dude. Which is awesome. They, it they was actually won they it. brought everybody up, too. Like, everybody was up there. The whole cast is up there. Even Barb. But I, I'm going to have you post this. I know even Barb. She's there, too. <laughs> Barb was, Barb Barb was found. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think uh, the whole cast was like, why are you up here? I know. They're <laughs> <laughs> like in two episodes, you know. But no, um, uh, Chief Hopper, um, which is, uh, what's his name? Uh, Dave Harbour, I think his name is. Yeah. Right, he um he did an awesome speech. I'm gonna play the speech in its entirety. It's pretty awesome. It's pretty impassionate the way he delivered the the uh, mm-hmm. speech. But the best part <laughs> of the whole speech is Winona Ryder's fate. I know what was up with that. I dude. don't know. Did you did you see it? Yeah, it was. was did you see it? Like, what drugs? <laughs> it was. Yeah, or like, like dude, she must have. <laughs> I don't know. She was on something, but she's like making these awesome. She went through the whole spectrum of human emotion within the speech. Yeah. Just yeah, like I mean, from one second to the other, he, she's like happy, confused, sad, you know, angry. I don't know what the heck is going on with her, yeah, but, dude, it was but it was awesome. But let me uh, play his uh, speech because I thought it was pretty awesome. So let's take a listen. This is unreal. This is unreal. I'm supposed to start talking. I'm sorry, I'm sick. On behalf of this fearless and talented cast, uh, we would like to thank, oh, it's so heavy. Uh, we'd like to thank Netflix, uh, Sean, Matt, Ross, and the amazing casting director, Carmen Cuba. Um, and I would just like to say that in light of all that's going on in the world today, it's difficult to celebrate the already celebrated Stranger Things. But this award from you, who take your craft seriously and earnestly believe, like me, that great acting can change the world, is a call to arms from our fellow craftsmen and women to go deeper and through our art to battle against fear, self-centeredness, and exclusivity of our predominantly narcissistic culture and through our craft to cultivate a more empathetic and understanding society by revealing intimate truths that serve as a forceful reminder to folks that when they feel broken and afraid and tired, they are not alone. We are united in that we are all human beings and we are all together on this horrible, painful, joyous, exciting, and mysterious ride that is being alive. Now, as we act in the continuing narrative of Stranger Things, we 1983 Midwesters will repel bullies. We will shelter freaks and outcasts, those who have no homes. We will get past the lies. We will hunt 
monsters. And when we are at a loss amidst the hypocrisy and the casual violence of certain individuals and institutions, we will, as per Chief Jim Hopper, punch some people in the face when they seek to destroy the meat and the disenfranchised and the marginalized. And we will do it all with soul, with heart, and with joy. We thank you for this responsibility. Thank you. My How awesome God. is that? I know, seriously, dude. That was so good. Yeah, it was so awesome. He was so like dude, excited my, and passionate about my it. My favorite part about that though is that because it was he was being so passionate about it, like I like I forget what his name is. Um, but the the dude who played Mike, how excited he was just hearing him talk and it's he's like, like jumping on top yeah, of him and everything. Like, dude, that's pretty dope, dude, because he's like he's like a little kid, but I think he could understand like the emotion that he was emoting at the time. Like it was pretty cool. So I um yeah, that was one of my favorite parts of watching that whole speech. What's crazy? His reaction yeah. To it. It's funny because a lot of these kid actors, they're actually like way smarter than their age. Mm. Like you could see it like, for example, Modern uh, Family's um, Manny. Yeah. Remember what his real name is. But he, um, when you hear Rico him talk. Rodriguez? Yeah, yeah, something like that. He's like way, he sounds way smarter from, for his age, you know yeah. what I mean? Very articulate for... For being, uh, well, at this point, when I, when I heard this interview, he was like 10 or something like mm. that. But way, way, I mean, he seemed older than that, you know? Right, so right, a lot sure. of these kids are like that. So, yeah, when he's talking about his speech, he's probably getting actually genuinely excited about the stuff that he's mm. talking about, which, you know, might be a little bit over the head of a normal right, 10, right. 12 year old, you know? But uh, I just had to play that because I, I thought it was so awesome. He's just so, you know, excited. They deserve it, you know? Stranger Things was yeah, dude, awesome. Stranger Things took over yeah. the world, man. Like,. <clears throat> They and, did, I think and, they did deserve it. And especially with the Screen Actors Awards, because Screen Actors Guild Awards, because it's from their own peers, mm-hmm. you know? And obviously, other people, other actors and, um, you know, movie makers and stuff like that who uh, appreciate their work. So, very cool. Yeah, dude. So, yeah. um, oh, Kat, you're, can you share? We were talking something about it. Why don't you go ahead and share about that? <laughs> I thought it was pretty awesome. So... Uh, we have Captain America serving for us in San Jose City Council. Yeah. So what? Some, I don't know his name, but a councilman decided to be sworn in with Captain America's shield. And he was standing there with the shield on his left arm while he raised his right arm to be sworn in. No way. So totally jelly of San Jose right now. Because <laughs> <laughs> they actually have Captain America as their councilman, I guess, right? For realsies. That's pretty awesome. That's man. dope. I, I saw the picture, but I never actually clicked onto the article. That's crazy. Super yeah. nerdy. And the shield awesome. is pretty good quality. I mean, it, it doesn't look, you know, like made out of cardboard or something. It looks like metal. Like a full-on, like, yes. actual replica or something of yes, the shield. That's totally. dope. That is pretty sweet. That's pretty cool, dude. I couldn't stop. Uh, it, it just reminded me of, I don't know why, but the Parks and Rec episode <laughs> where... Uh, it's uh, treat yourself. The time with uh, <laughs> yeah. you remember that. It's, uh, it's uh, gets his Batman suit. Yes, <laughs> he's like he's doing everything that uh, uh, Tom and um, I forgot Donna. The, Donna. You know they're they're going to a massage and everything, uh-huh. and they bring him along because he looks all sad because he just broke up with Leslie Nope, and he he's like doing everything. You know, going to where they're trying not close, but that's not ha- making him happy, and they're like. Dude, what would make you happy? Like, just treat yourself. What made you happy? Yeah. And he comes out of a comic book store dressed as Batman. Nice. <laughs> you see uh, Tom and Donna's face with their wide open eyes. They're like, 
He's like, oh, I know you guys are like it. Nigga, no, just do it, man. Just yeah, do it. He's, yeah, yeah. he's walking around with a Batman suit. And everything. <laughs> it's pretty funny, so, dude. It's pretty awesome, dude. Yeah. It's, so that would make anyone happy. Right? Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, as we said, this is going to be the superhero, the alternative superhero show. Or superhero alternative show. Which one is it? Superhero alternative? Uh, what other alternatives do we have? Well, because superhero. alternative superhero show sounds like something that uh, one of Gabe's superheroes gave like Angel Fire. Angel Fire. Hello, guys. <laughs> With the With feather the bow. Feather bow. I'm going to save like you. A glitter coming out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got, that's glitters coming out of his hands or something. <laughs> he sends glitter bombs. There you go. <laughs> Ruined your hair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, it's a superhero alternative show. I guess we were talking about, you know, just alternatives to Marvel. And there you DC go. All right. There you go. <laughs> so we definitely want to talk about other, you know, movies that are not necessarily Marvel or DC. And of course, we want to give our split review because we saw that movie and it was awesome. It was dope. But uh, before we go into that, dude, have you guys, are you guys, because I'm legit excited about it now mm. but i wasn't before the lego batman movie <gasps> i am all about that it looks so awesome to come out <laughs> it's so awesome it's dude, so awesome dude. was the first one who told us like dude the lego movie is so good <laughs> and we we're like okay cool dude like whatever and he's like no 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 guys it's really good like i downloaded that song and i'm like singing it every day like everything is awesome. awesome everyone is cool when you're part of a team Everything is awesome. There you go. Dude, it was I awesome. I don't know what the last word is. <laughs> when you're living in a dream. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, we no. love that song. Play it again. Yeah, I, I mean, when that movie came out, I, I it, it seemed funny, so I already wanted to take the kids already. They were excited by you know, since they it was announced, so they were super excited about it. But the Lego Batman movie, to be honest with you, I was kind of like, ah, it looks all right, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. And then I started seeing a lot of these commercials that started coming out, and I'm like, oh, my God, dude. It's so, it just seems so funny now, you know? It's yeah. just like, I'm like really excited about seeing it. I love the, I love that in the commercial, in the, one of the commercials, they say, uh, uh, they say something like, why is there only like one seat in the Batmobile or something? <laughs> He's like, last time I remember I had only one butt. <laughs> just, <laughs> just, <laughs> it's awesome, dude. Yeah, it's pretty dope. It's pretty dope. And the cast is amazing. It has Zach Galifianakis as the Joker. Um, of course, um, Batman is still played by um Job. Yeah. <laughs> Joe Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Joe Will Blue. Arnett. Will Arnett, thank yeah, you. Yeah. Uh um and uh just I mean just the cast is amazing. Uh, everyone is coming on this movie is pretty That's dope. Funny, so dude. but uh I can't wait for it. You know it's funny yeah. that you know like Claudia likes a lot of the stuff. My wife she likes you know a lot of stuff that I watch but she's not like a nerd, you know. She's not mm-hmm. like you know I want to go watch this or that or she just goes along and she generally likes the movies. But we were talking yesterday, and she goes, hey, when does that Lego Batman movie come out? I want to go see that. <laughs> no I'm like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> I'm usually the one saying that. She goes, yeah, it looks funny. But uh, that's how I think how um, awesome these Batman movies, I mean, the Lego movies are, mm. is that it just, everybody can love these movies, you know? It's totally. pretty awesome. But um, anyways, that's just a throwaway uh, comment there about uh, about that movie, because I can't wait for it. But um, what I um, wanted to talk about, I guess the first thing we wanted to do is, why don't we just do our split review right now, dude? Let's do it, dude. Let's do our split review. So what I was thinking about, let's non-spoil it. Let's just generally talk about the movie. Okay. And then we'll go into our, our spoilery 
review. I'm not going to do it, dude. No, you have to. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm just not going to talk. Let's just give the people a chance. We're going to say. Gonna, I'm going to take too long to think of like, crap, what can I say? Without well, it's, it's simple. Look, look, it's simple. This is our non-spoiler review. It was freaking awesome. <laughs> good movie. Hashtag analysis. Go watch it. <laughs> really good. Disclaimer. This will be the spoiler part. <laughs> All right, let's not no, go no, no, I guess we let's can go. Kidding. We can go on like the spoiler-free movie in that, um, like, a- as advertised, like this movie, I feel like definitely brought M Night Shyamalan back to like his glory days. Like he is definitely at his best when he's like in a more, uh, when he's like in a smaller scale, like more self-contained type of like movie and narrative. Or, like, when he tries to do, like, all these crazy, like, the airbend, like, last airbender thing where it's, like, this, trying to be this huge, like, epic, you know, story or whatever. And, and even, uh, what was the other one he did? After Earth and stuff. Where there's, like, these, like, these bigger scale blockbuster type of movies. Like, I, I feel like he, he... He's back to form. I, I can't say, like, I can't say how bad those movies were because they were so bad that... I just never watched them. <laughs> um, but uh, so true, man. So true. I just you know. But it was one of those things where they said like it just didn't seem like it was him. You know the things that we're accustomed to seeing. Even even things like uh, when Split was coming out, like on HBO, they had like this M Night Shyamalan like marathon going on. So uh, we caught it right when the happening was on, mm-hmm. which was you know when he was you know kind of falling off a little bit, like. Uh, I think that one came after Lady in the Water, right? I think. Which so one? Like, the Happening? Yeah, The Happening. I think so. So, like, I think for that, the longest in time, that, I, like, in that time frame, like, he was already kind of wishy-washy. He was a little bit, like, on, like, you know, on unstable ground, I think, with the audience, with his audience. But um, just watching it again, though, like, it still has elements of, like, it still has his fingerprint on it where it's kind of, like, it has like that uh, slow burn type of creepiness going on, like in the background, mm-hmm. where it kind of uses a lot of like the atmosphere and like music, and um, you know, like he's really good at setting like the tone up and stuff. So even though like Mark Wahlberg was like a terrible choice for that, I feel like if he would have maybe picked another actor, would have saved it a little bit. Like it would have been salvaged a bit. But uh, even there, like it was still, you know, you could still kind of tell like it was like an M Night Shyamalan type of movie. Um, uh, so this is like this. This is kind of like the good version of that split. Kind of brings him back to like you know the sixth sense or um, uh, what was the other one signs and like those type of movies where it's kind of like yeah like it's e- it's easier for him to like tell a story when it's just like a certain amount of characters like a f- like the fewer amount of characters the better where you can actually like dive into each character and kind of give them life. Um, I kind of feel like that's where he shines the best. So this is definitely on that side where it's like you can totally see him as a storyteller, you know, utilizing all of his actors to tell this one story. And James McAvoy, dude, I don't know if we can say enough about him and his performance, dude. The fact that he was able to take on, you know, we don't get to see all 23, 24 of his personalities, um, but like the handful of people that he did get to portray and just how he goes back and forth between them, like between those personalities, like this dude just like, was was you know pun very much intended like a beast dude like he was amazing in this movie so although uh the um the happening doesn't have uh an epic scene like this what no (laughs) (laughs) wait the happening doesn't have a scene like that or it does have a scene like that no i said uh i'm sorry i meant the split doesn't have uh, split doesn't have a no yeah yeah 
What? No. <laughs> Mark Wahlberg at his best. Do that to you, man. <laughs> yeah. um, Dude, wait, but definitely, to, I'm talking to a plastic. <laughs> Dude, I didn't. I didn't even I'm see that movie. To, you didn't see it? Nah, dude, dude, I saw. I was, I was like mad excited, dude. I was still like at, like that was still during my height of like like M Night Shyamalan love, dude. And I was like, yeah, this dude is legit. Like I'm gonna give him a chance. Like he did all these movies that like I love and that I enjoyed. Mm-hmm. And I just yeah, and um, the 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 village lost me there, and I think that's about when See, he, even he the started village, going. I, still, I enjoyed the village. Any reason I like the village is because I like Bryce Dallas Howard. Yeah, <laughs> but um, uh, dude, Split is is it's, um, it's so awesome because I mean it's like you just mentioned it. It, it goes without saying, James McAvoy kills it, mm-hmm. kills it in the movie, and it's no easy feat that he's got to act. And I mean, the movie talks about twenty three. Um, different personalities he doesn't do all 23 but he does but about see, six like, at least like what like, i think eight of them i think yeah, you like see from six to eight yeah six are, pro- are are prominent in the movie there's about three other ones and in, in a little video montage that you see but the the ones you see the most are like those six but um but still even then i mean they're pretty amazing i mean he's i mean to see him even changes mannerisms, his physicality mm-hmm. when he when he's these other personalities. I mean, he just kills it. He, Dude, one of the things that I enjoyed too was that like he kind of gave each each personality like its own signature. So like you have Hedwig, and he would always say like blah blah blah, etc. You know, like and that was just kind of like yes, to that character. Yes, that or was like awesome. When Patricia would talk, she would kind of do like that little head shake type of thing, like kind of giving it like that feminine touch, like. He was he was able to put like a distinctive like fingerprint on each one, and that's like just credit to him as an actor because he's like treating each one of the personalities like a different character, um, you know, s- each portraying them each separately, you know, like when he was on screen or whatever. Like it was just really cool to see him portray each one individually and then like seamlessly kind of transfer or like go from one to another, and you can like tell who's talking during that time. So. Yeah, yeah, he's. I, I, we seriously can't say enough about how well he did in this movie, dude. And I yeah. hope him and M.I. Chamberlain work more together. Wink, wink. <laughs> Let's not go there yet. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. So, um, and then... Uh, can't do it, can't do it. Yeah, and um, the uh, other, um, the other uh, actress there, Casey, uh, Anna Taylor-Joy, Anya, actually, I guess it would be mm-hmm. Anya Taylor Joy. She was pretty awesome too, man. Yeah, I mean, dude. she was uh, she was great as uh, Casey. Casey, Casey, right? right? I was confusing her and Claire, well, one of the other <laughs> the other girls on there too. The CCs. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, but it, it was uh, it just just like you. I think you're right. He does mention it does show uh, a, or he shows a slow burn in the movie before you see some of the. The action there's a lot of setup yeah. uh, between these characters, but uh, that still even it was intriguing as a psychiatrist that he's that one of the identities is going with, and I guess officially it's um, DID dissociative identity disorder that he has, and that they, they frequently talk about. and And I was looking into it, and yeah, there is a actual they actually talk about that the people who have this do have some type of like uh, their body changes a bit, like. In real one, life, yeah, yeah, like one personality could be left-handed while the other one is actually right-handed, 
and they're actually right left-handed. That's crazy. Um, and uh, they kind of. I think I even read that some could have different eyeglass prescriptions too. That it's like different parts of their body can respond differently based on whatever personality they have. That's a trip. And I think it's just the power of the brain that yeah. actually changes like. S- uh, something in the body to be able to be this other other personality, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's a trip. So the movie takes that to a different level, and uh, so let's go into the spoilery part of our review over here. So, <laughs> so we're yeah? like, yeah, okay. right? <laughs> well, well, well we start. To think if, well, I guess it doesn't matter. We can still talk about it. Or should we not? No, no, no. Yeah, we, we, go ahead. Okay, if people who haven't seen this movie. We don't know why you haven't seen this movie because we've been talking about it for like the last three weeks. You guys have to watch this movie. Beware. Spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. This movie, when you find out at the end, the twist at the end, you find out that this is an unbreakable sequel. Yup. Yes. Well, I don't even know if it's like a unbreakable sequel i think what it does is unbreakable universe yeah Yeah. it just it confirms that it's in the unbreakable universe which is amazing dude the movie actually which is kind of you know this is the stuff that makes movies great is that this is an actual super villain origin story yeah yeah which you don't see that when when do you see a super villain origin story Mm -hmm. and towards the end they kind of confirm that this um uh uh, what would you call him? This person, or I guess Kevin Wendell Crumb, which is the original yeah. person in these identities, um, and his three main identities, which is Hedwig, Patricia, and um, Dennis. Dennis uh, and these are all James McAvoy. Uh, call themselves the Horde, and such a good villain. Name I know too, the Horde. That's a perfect villain name it's right terrifying. there. Yeah. <laughs> and so this news uh, piece is coming out in a diner where dun dun dun. My stupid lap, my stupid iPod died. <laughs> I mean, uh, iPad died, so I can't use my uh, soundboard there. But um, it, don't it, worry, it, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's the wrong one. That's the wrong sound effect. That's the only one I have, dude. That's the only one I have. <laughs> there might be a. Yeah. There you go. Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, David Dunn, aka the Unbreakable Man, uh, Unbreakable Man from the movie Unbreakable. AKA uh, Bruce Willis. Yes, thank you. In case you guys didn't know who we're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, is in the diner uh, when they're talking about this um, uh, news piece about the Horde. And somebody in the diner says, oh. And someone conveniently mentions, hey, this reminds me of something that happened 15 years ago or whatever. It's Which is nothing like that guy. Right. Which no, seems funny because this is, a, this is a guy like, with multiple personalities. He goes, oh, it's just like that other guy. Yeah. Yeah. The guy that's in a wheelchair and breaks. Right. As yeah. opposed to a guy who's super <laughs> strong. Like uh, you kind of like shoehorn this thing in there. Yeah, like, it's a um, lot like that guy. Yeah, Mister Glass. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you see, Glass. That was kind of funny. I was like you said, it was totally but, to shoehorn him in. But I was so excited to see that happen that I like. Was I didn't like, care. Whatever, dude. I don't care how you got that in there, but I'm glad that you were able to put yeah. that in there. Yeah, definitely. I, I think like what they were just trying to do is connect uh, them. Is connect the the villainy. I guess like you know there is like another bad guy i guess in the same breath that you would mention like i don't know like like dictators or something like that like i don't know fidel castro and like and uh hitler or whatever they're like all-time villains in the world or whatever so you would i guess put these two 
in that same category in Philadelphia, I guess it's like, oh, one crazy person is equal to another crazy person. So I'll let you slide on this one, M. Night Shyamalan. Like, I'll <laughs> let you get away with that little, that little plot device. But be careful next time. I'm coming in with a surgical knife. Yeah, I definitely, it definitely uh, was kind of funny when I saw that. But yeah. it's, you know, like you said, I didn't care because I, you know, Unbreakable <laughs> is one of my favorite. It's probably, you know, my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie, mm-hmm. honestly, because, you know, Sixth Sense was great and everything, but just being a comic book geek, comic book nerd, you know, it's like to have a a a superhero origin movie that is just all kind of grounded in reality was very cool because it sounds seems like man that could it was attainable yeah <laughs> it could actually happen I mean, of yeah. course not but it's still you know but there has been stories of like you know mothers who had to help their child and something can actually pick up a car because their adrenaline yeah. is pumping so it's something like that almost where that could actually kind of happen you know like yeah. in the story of unbreakable but um Hey, look, we got a visit from a cat. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go. Um, like Hazel would say, it's Callie the cat. Callie the cat. Um, uh, do you know, uh, yeah, just ditto on that, like Unbreakable. And I think, obviously, I don't think I was old enough yet to, like, really appreciate Unbreakable when you saw it. But I know it was through you that I ended up watching Unbreakable. And, like, I don't think the concept of, like, character development had like ingrained itself in my head until I watched Unbreakable because I didn't know what that meant. And then like when actually watching it and you watch these characters develop, like it was nothing like I had ever seen in any superhero movie, you know, like going back to like Batman, like with Michael Keaton or uh, Christopher Reeves, Superman or whatever. Like you didn't see the day to day, like Superman as Clark Kent lifting weights, you know what I mean? Or like, right. You know, like those situations where like you see Bruce Willis as David Dunn lifting weights and like he has his son there and he's telling him like, let's put more weight on it. And how much was that? Let's put more weight. Let's put more weight. Like those are moments where like you never you don't expect to see, you know, a superhero do that sort of thing. And even now you still don't see it like in a lot of like in the modern like Marvel movies. I feel like you see that more in the Netflix shows where you see them kind of like in their day to day type of lives. Yeah. But you don't see that so much in like the big blocks, big blockbuster type of like yeah. tentpole movies. So that was like one of the things that I enjoyed and why I consider Unbreakable probably one of my favorite superhero movies of all time. Right. Was because, like you said, it makes him as a superhero more obtainable. And it's like, yeah, it makes the whole story of a superhero very accessible to me and to anyone else who watches. It. You're like, oh, crap, that literally anyone could be a superhero you find out you have these abilities. And it's That's just one of the cool it. things about Unbreakable that it's an original story. I mean, right. you see the Marvel movies, they're all based on the comic book, mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. But this guy, you know, Emily Shyamalan wrote this movie. What's cool about um, this is that uh, Shyamalan, uh, in an interview that he did with um, a blog, uh, io9 at gizmodo.com, they, yeah. they interviewed him. And he said that uh, that was always the plan for... Uh, split to be an unbreakable he called it a sequel but more of a more of a uh superhero origin movie kind of thing mm-hmm. which is like i said it's awesome because you don't see that when yeah. you see the the main movie be a superhero i mean a super villain origin movie but in fact the cool thing about this was he said that 
Kevin or the Horde was supposed to be in the movie Unbreakable. Yeah, I read that too. That yeah, he had about like twenty to like thirty pages. Twenty pages, yeah, already of that character already yeah. written into the Unbreakable script. Yeah, but then he just felt like it didn't flow right, yeah. so he took them up. But then the he cool used those twenty that, pages in this movie. Yeah, he used yeah. the same pages that he had already written in this movie. So it is cool that like he had that vision already in mind, and that he was able to like kind of, you know, make it come true or whatever. Um, in wow. this movie, so uh, yeah, it's, it's, I like what he said in in that in, same interview, and you probably read the same one I did. It says, he said, um, "Can we make a sequel that they don't realize is a sequel?" Yep. Which is pretty dope. It's just kind of like you it's never know you're watching movie. a sequel to one of the movies that a lot of people have been asking, and I, I I've been one of them. Mm-hmm. I've been always hoping revisit David Dunn. You know, go back and visit him. And I know right before we started, I'm like. I read somewhere that they call him the Sentinel or something like that. Yeah, Maybe yeah. that's just my wishful thinking, you know, thinking, oh, I would love to see a Sentinel, you know, movie or mm-hmm. something like that. And uh, I think I just made it up myself or something. <laughs> my wishful thinking. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's it's so awesome that he's going back to that story. And, you know, obviously we're going to get, hopefully, and there's no doubt that we're going to actually get uh, a sequel to that movie, dude. Um, I think... Have if I remember been number one for like the last three weeks, you know, two weeks, I, like if I remember I mean, the fact that it was number one the first week and it came out it right. impressive already. Mm-hmm. And you know what's cool? I was talking to Jeff about this earlier is that I think a lot of people got interested because that that little bit of information was got leaked out. So mm-hmm. people already knew that it was like it in the unbreakable universe. So that got a lot of people excited. So it's kind of almost like a barometer test. Like you can tell people are still interested and want more of this movie. Yeah. Um, but I was saying that it was just cool because it was like it was like it grew organically, you know, like just kind of word of mouth. People were telling like, oh, yeah, like this is an unbreakable movie. Dude, let's go watch it. Let's go remember that movie from back in the day, whatever. Let's go watch it. Um, and then he didn't have to like put Bruce Willis in a in a po- on a poster or whatever. He didn't have to put him like in the trailer or something like that. Like he didn't have to just come like outright and say like, oh, yeah, this is an unbreakable movie. Like the fact that it did happen organically and like kind of word of mouth is just uh, to me. That's like awesome, dude, because it's just like tells you that people do want more stories like this, you know, and so especially with movies now. Nowadays, it's so saturated in Mm -hmm. superhero movies that the fact that this is doing so well also speaks a lot to people craving original stories you know for sure there's definitely going to be a sequel and i say that because um do you did you guys hear what the budget was on this movie it no. was some it was what 28 million nope 10 million dollars no way to make this movie Shut it's so well, far it makes sense dude because it's the entire movie happens like in three places maybe three locations it's yeah, pretty much yeah you're right it it, it James doesn't. McAvoy was nine million, and then the, the million for the rest. <laughs> yeah, there you go, exactly. He deserves it, that's for sure. Um, and it's made already about eighty million or something like that, seventy-seven million. Already. That's just so domestically or just domestic. Yeah. Mm, wow. Yeah, I don't think I don't know what the global is right now, but domestically it's about but seventy-seven thousand. So and it's only been out for like what two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy stuff, dude. I mean, that's obviously it's made more than its budget already. Heck yeah, dude. So it's it definitely they're definitely gonna green light a. That's a dope. And I, yeah, I saw some some articles saying that like he's he obviously talked to Bruce Willis about it, and he also talked to Samuel Jackson about it for him to. That's what I heard too. For him to yes. be like <laughs> to come back <laughs> in some awesome. compa- in some capacity. So that'd be cool, dude. 
So that's yeah. like, I don't know. Well, well, let's. Uh, I was gonna go off on a tangent, but um, just back to this movie. Like, I'm almost thinking too. Like, this is is served as like a dual origin story because, um, like, uh, what's her name, Casey, um, just seemed like a little too calm and collected through the whole ordeal. And then even at the end when she's like facing off against the beast, like she's still able to like shoot him twice. You know what I mean? And like, and then we later learn that she, you know, is going through all this stuff with her guardian, which is her uncle. Um, and then even like those flashbacks were so good. Like, dude, like the way he set up, like the way he managed to tell not only her story, but like, you know, the current uh, beast, the mm -hmm. horde story. Like it was so well, like he's it was so well done, dude. Like he was able to manage both. So to me, it kind of seemed like he was he was setting her up too to become something more, uh, you know, down the line. So mm -hmm. I kind of hope that this was not only his origin story as a villain, but her origin story as either a superhero or even just kind of like a sidekick to maybe david dunn or something <laughs> i don't know something like that to where she'll appear in the next movie um it certainly seemed odd that uh they th there was a lot of setup for her and her her background and the um obviously the the issue with her uncle mm. who was probably possibly abusing her kind yeah. of thing and then they leave it like that like it's not resolved yeah at the end so um and like you said that she seemed a little you know calm and collected throughout the whole you know i mean she did seem scared at, obviously towards the end but she obviously seemed like she could take care of herself yeah. in a way too and she can handle a gun really well and stuff so yeah who knows i really hope that they bring her back in some capacity um i mean the fact that she wasn't that she wasn't killed that she was shown mercy was also surprising considering that the beast was so wild you know killing everyone and then lets her go off which is which brings another question i guess yeah you know the 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 beast reasoning for that was that she was pure and he's out there to i guess devour the impure mm. so dude which which, yeah. which is going to bring some kind of um uh a um what's the word i'm looking for uh sort of a dilemma within this beast you know within this you know, villain. Yeah. Where he's gonna be going after people who he thinks are impure. Obviously, these two girls that he devoured. Mm. He actually ate them. Um, <laughs> he did. Like, yeah. It's pretty odd. It's pretty like, literally. Yeah. It's, it's pretty ripped out chunks of their stomach. It's pretty weird. Yeah. It's pretty <laughs> crazy. Um, that he's gonna be looking for people who are impure. What does that mean? You know, mm -hmm. to somebody that doesn't that he doesn't like or you know. Well, I think they kind of touched on it. Was they did? That, I know that they, you know, they teased him. They put they had him. They had they they put his hands on their chest or something like that, and they laughed and they ran away. That was about it. That made them impure. What? When he kept when he got these girls, uh -huh. they I think it's Hedwig or I'm not sure. One of the personalities mentioned that there were two girls. Oh no, it was I think it was a psychiatrist or thing or something that made him feel uncomfortable that there were two girls that uh there was a high school that arrived at the zoo um because that's where his lair is at mm -hmm. under the zoo and um <laughs> they uh, uh 
<laughs> orange juice for him. <laughs> <laughs> he had a monkey's uh, pouring orange juice for him. Asking for a cappuccino. And <laughs> yep. And, um, and 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 it, I guess they're implying that these two girls, Claire and Marsha, Mar- yeah, Marcy, Marcy, Marcy like that, yeah. are the two girls that they lifted up their shirt and they grabbed his hand and put it on their chest or something like that. And I remember that part. For yeah, some reason. that that's what that's and he, and then after that. Because that made him feel uncomfortable, yeah. and then one of the personalities followed them and brought them back for the beast. Casey just happened to be with them because they were getting yeah, a ride the with them, so it, it wasn't that he was following her; he was going after these two girls. Yeah. So for him, that was being impure. I mean, they didn't do anything that was super awful, but yeah. for him, that was being impure, and he literally. But I think he them. was he was also talking about like how they've like they've gotten everything like to me it just kind of seemed like because the i guess one of the twists or whatever was that you see that casey has all these scars self-inflicted scars you know on herself like Mm -hmm. obviously she's like because she cut herself or whatever and and did all that sort of thing so it almost seems like he's going after those who haven't been through any type of hardship or adversity or whatever Mm -hmm. um so again to me that just kind of seems like because most of like you know, the heroes and anti-heroes or whatever always conflicted somehow and have, like, this deeper, you know, like, troubling past or whatever, and that's kind of what leads them down a certain path. I kind of feel like that was part of her setup as, like, a hero, too, I right. guess, in that sense. So, so um, you know, it's kind of weird because, obviously, you know, M. Night Shyamalan burst into the scene with his Sixth Sense, which was, like, you know, a commercial hit. It was awesome. Mm. Twist at the end was pretty crazy, like hasn't been done, or I haven't seen something like that in recent memory when that movie came out. Then he followed that up with Unbreakable, which was amazing. Uh, and then I think I believe Signs was after that, mm-hmm. and Signs was still pretty good. I liked it, I enjoyed yeah. it. That's the Mel Gibson, uh, Alien Invasion type movie, mm-hmm. and uh, love how everything was set up in that movie. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, it starts heading down. The village wasn't as bad, you know, but it was not. Yeah. The quality is the other ones. And then you end up getting uh Lady you got in the Water. Lady in the Water, which I dude, I I didn't even see just because I heard so many bad things about it. I just didn't even try to actually seek but, it out. But in its defense, like I think that was a story he wrote for his kid or something like that. And it was like an that's like an actual book or something that mm-hmm. that was like published and did all this stuff. So like I to me I just kind of see it as like a fairy tale ish type of movie. Mm-hmm. So I didn't have as much trouble watching it because like, I'm telling you they had like an M Night Shyamalan mm-hmm. marathon on on yeah. TV. So I remember catching parts of it and it was like it's not that bad. Like well the happening. I think well the happening yeah I'll give what it, yeah. No. <laughs> I mean, me, and, and maybe I'm just like an M Night Shyamalan apologist, so I'm like always just trying to find like you well, know there's there's uh, there's got to be wait did you say you like the happening? I do. It's a movie that has always stuck with me. I mean, because I'm afraid of everything. What? <laughs> no. Like, no, the plants. They're going to kill me. <laughs> oh, shoot. I can um, imagine after her seeing the movie, she's like turning every time she sees a plant. Like, oh, my God. It's going to be alive. Just how how dark it was as well. I think the problem is, you know, M. Night Shyamalan was doing these thriller, suspenseful type of movies. So everyone was expecting that with every movie that came out. And they weren't getting what they we were expecting, and that's why it was bad. I think if you look at it as a standalone movie, you know, put away everything else, all the other movies that you've seen, I don't know. I think 
you could appreciate it. You know, it's funny because, yeah, and you're right, because when you look at it, the, the sixth sense, I mean, he set the bar so high for himself. Yeah. It'd be so difficult for him to reach that that height again. And when you look at, you know, Unbreakable, when it followed it up, uh, I, I, Jay and I, we love Unbreakable. I mean, it's like we just mentioned, it's one of our favorite movies. Mm-hmm. Probably one of our favorite comic book, comic book movies of all time. And it gets a bad rap because of the ending. You know, the ending does, you know, it is kind of... Uh, anticlimactic a little bit but still i love it anyways i mean it's still great But i feel like that's what happened in real life like you know you wouldn't have that food you know holding a car over his head and then like yeah establishing him as <laughs> yeah. like a superhero but right. like it would just be him like oh crap like this guy's insane let me call the cops on him or whatever well like, i think what people have a problem with that movie is the the the, the screen on screen um what would you call that um End credits, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, where where instead of it happening, they just place it on the screen. Hey, this is what happened. Mr. Glass was responsible for whatever. Uh-huh. Or, you know what I mean? Instead of having it, uh, you, you know what I mean? Like, instead yeah. of having, uh, like, not spelled out for you, yeah. literally, it was more of, you know, instead of showing it, they just show you the ending. You know what yeah. I mean? So it, it's kind of like, some people say like it almost sounds like, it almost looks like he ran out of money, so they're just going to put the things that would <laughs> happen. Title screen up yeah, and, the yeah. title screen up there. But um, still, I think it was. It, it, he's gonna get that bad right because of the sixth sense was so like yeah. the ending was so crazy that people were expecting something like that. And then science comes up, and then they were like, "Oh, you know, it's still good, but it couldn't reach the sixth sense." Mm-hmm. You know. But then um, after these movies, then there was a uh, um, the happening. I can't remember if he did anything after that. But then he just did after not the happening. Yeah. I don't think so. No, uh, nothing after that. I think after that was like. Oh no! Yeah, it was. Uh, it was don't either remember. Airbender or After Earth. Either one of those. Two and both. And Airbender was horrible. Terrible. 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 Uh, <laughs> like, because I can't say Airbender was such a beloved anime, and then he comes up with whatever garbage he came up with. It was yeah. terrible. You know, we were huge fans of the last Airbender show, and we went into that movie so excited, and. <laughs> Walked away so disappointed. It was. It, it just seemed like such a weird choice, though. Like I don't yeah. understand why they would get him to direct that. Because he's so much better at just doing original work. That um, to take that property, yeah, to try to adapt something. Yeah, like that, it, it was just. Mm-hmm. It was just weird, and it has so much potential to be such a great live action movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's so great. The anime is so awesome. Yeah, it just, and the, to come up with. But the problem with the anime the, with the Last Airbender is that it's so long. There's so many layers to that story, to make it in one movie, or at least it was it was meant to be like a trilogy, I think. And we just blew it. That they're like, no way. They were like, bye. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Later's. Um, uh, and then of course, what was uh there was you mentioned something else After Earth, After Earth which was horrible as well. Um, and I'm saying horrible. I haven't even watched it. But it just gets no, bad rep. We saw it. It was it, it was, was bad. No, I mean the fact that I had no idea that he directed it. It just it's not. It doesn't feel like it has his fingerprints through it at all whatsoever. So yeah, like it just felt like a generic like yeah. sci-fi type of movie. Yeah, that's what I kept hearing too, which is why I never watched it. It was just like 
you know, it, at its core, like the fault is that he directed that movie. So people kind of expected a certain thing. If someone else would have, would have directed it, maybe it wouldn't have been as bad or just no, it would have just been like a throwaway. Like, oh, he has a regular sci fi movie, whatever, with Will Smith in it. Like Will Smith would have taken like the hit for it. You know what I mean? But because M. Night Shyamalan directed, I think people were kind of expecting Mm. a certain take on the sci-fi genre. But some people say that his resurgence was with The Visit, mm-hmm. um, that kind of horror movie that he did. The found footage thing. The found footage yeah. type uh, movie, which is something he's never done before. But I, I guess apparently, I, I haven't seen it, but I, I guess it was really well done. I saw parts of it, and it was kind of creepy. Yeah, I heard it was pretty creepy. It was pretty yeah, creepy. No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like psychotic grandparents are always something very scary to me. Mm-hmm. And even that one had a twist in it too, which right. is pretty awesome. So then you have uh, that, and of course uh, now with Split, so he's definitely back to form, and hopefully stay that way and not go back to uh, what? No, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never have to hear that again or anything. Your Mark Wahlberg is so on point. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. If they, uh, if he manages to keep this group of actors, like if he works with James McAvoy again and Samuel Jackson and. Even though Bruce Willis is kind of phoning in most of his, you know, most of his uh, jobs now or whatever, or like his performances, um, hopefully just, you know, getting back into this character will kind of help him revitalize his career a little bit too. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just keeping this core group of people hopefully will, you know, keep him on the right track. So, hopefully. Cool. Yeah. Here's hoping. Let's, let's hope. So, let's talk about what are our favorite non-Marvel DC comic book superhero movies. And I made a list so I could share it with you guys. And if you guys have one, just just yell it out. Just yell it. Super. There you go. <laughs> Boom. Well, let's talk about that movie you just mentioned. I don't know if many people know about this movie. but movie. Shut up, crime! Yeah. It's <laughs> the best catchphrase that's for the a best, superhero that's, ever, dude. That's the best one, dude. <laughs> Shut up, crime! <laughs> Freaking, uh, Super, you know what's her name? Freaking yeah, dude. Super is a movie by um, none other than none other than the director of one of my favorite movies of all time, Guardians of the Galaxy. Hey. It is my favorite Marvel movie, probably one of my top favorite movies of all time. Wow. Uh, James Gunn directed a movie called Super, which stars um, Rain Wilson, Dwight from The Office, as you would know. Him. And Ellen Page. Ellen Page, that's her name, yeah. As uh what's like, Bolty. Yeah. <laughs> Bolty. So like, <laughs> it's awesome. She's so the so movie crazy in this movie. She's dude. insane in this movie. So the movie Super is about Rain Wilson, who is a um kind of a very uh uh pathetic cook. <laughs> he's like a sad kind of person, but he's married to Liv Tyler. Uh, not Liv Tyler, the person, but uh 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 character played by Liv Tyler but she's sort of a not sort of but she's a drug addict and she leaves him to go with like her drug uh her druggy friend druggy friend or whatever did you watch it have you seen it I no haven't. no you haven't seen it I yet haven't. right so um so he wants to win her back so he ends up being a sort of superhero uh and he makes his own costume and calls himself the crimson bolt <laughs> dude what's his what's his uh, weapon of choice dude his weapon of choice is a red monkey wrench <laughs> like a giant monkey wrench kind of thing and so this is dope. what he uses dude and it's crazy because he's out there to stop crime and like jay said his uh catchphrase is 
Shut up, crime. <laughs> so it's it, but it's a dark comedy type thing because it's not. He has no superpowers. He's just a guy who uh, occasionally will have hallucinations uh, wow. about what he's supposed to do. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's out there. It's really weird. And uh, he sees in his visions. He sees Nathan Fillion, who's like a a Christian uh, superhero type, like Bible Man or something like that. <laughs> I don't remember what his name is. <laughs> I don't remember what it is, but it's but he's sort of a jerk to um, in his visions. I guess I don't. Is it, is it always a vision or is it on TV? He's it. Uh, I don't remember, dude. But, but he's in it, right? He's yeah, he's, yeah, he's yeah. in it like that. And like Jiminy Cricket was a jerk. What? Like a Jiminy, <laughs> like a Jiminy Cricket. Cricket was oh, a jerk. exactly. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, but, uh, and then he finds Alan Page who like loves what he's doing. And then she makes her own suit and calls herself Bolty. So, uh, but there's, there's a scene when she rams that guy into a wall with her car and yeah. she's like cussing at him. She's like, that scene is so awesome. It's so funny. <laughs> she, she like shoots the guy and like his head explodes or she throws like, like some explosive at him or whatever. She's like, ah! she's like laughing at like the headless body. Yeah. I'm just like, like, dude, that is so freaking crazy. Yeah. It's, it's really dark. It is dark, but it's, it's got James Gunn's like sense of humor in it. It's mm-hmm. just, if you've seen the other movie Slither, it's kind of like that, where it's like that type of dark sense of humor. How old is this movie? Um, Dude, I just had it up on my phone too. Uh, I'll check it out right now. But it's it's worth watching. I think it, it's it's that um, you know a lot of people were saying that um, a lot of people were saying that uh, Deadpool did a lot for the R-rated uh, superhero movie. So 2010. Thanks. Uh, but but uh, Super actually did that before Deadpool did, you know, before the R-rated type superhero comedy type thing. And uh, it's worth watching. You could look it up. I'm not. Sh- I think it was on Netflix. It should be still on Netflix. Uh, but yeah, uh, I think that's where I saw it. Yeah, it's 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 pretty dope. Again, it's dark. Um, yep, it's on Netflix. There you go. So check it out. That's uh, something that we'd recommend. Um, I put on there. Nathan Fillion is the Holy Avenger. The Holy Avenger. <laughs> I thought a Holier Bible man. Than Captain America. <laughs> yup. Um. So, uh, uh, one of the other movies I wanted to put out that I thought it was it's, it's pretty awesome is uh, Kick Ass. And I don't think it's a Marvel property, right? I, I know it was so. a graphic novel, but it wasn't. Uh, it was an actual Marvel property. That's a good question because I see that. I mean, they're still writing comic art. Or I mean, story arcs for that. For Kickass? Yeah. 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 They are. But um, it's I from think they're Icon Comic. There you go. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. not Marvel. Uh, Kickass is dope. I really like it. I really enjoyed it. The first and second one. Um, Hit Girl, of course, steals the movie. Hate Girl. Hit girl. Oh, hit yeah, girl. I was like, I who's hate girl? Hey, girl. Hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> like, who that? Uh, hit Cash girl. Cash me outside. Um, Cash me outside. How about that? How about that? That thing's everywhere, dude. dude. I want to punch that girl in the face. Dude, and that girl, like, it's not for her good either. Like, that's I know. Jack her up even more. Dude, I, I heard that she stole, like, one of Dr. Phil's assistant's cars or something like that, or like a producer's car yeah. during that show or really? something like yeah. something crazy like said, that. She said that she was asking for it because she left her purse in the house. Huh? 
so her key the the producer or whatever she left her purse in the house with her keys and her wallet and stuff and the girl i don't know rationalized stealing it by saying well you had it there you were asking for it i'm gonna take it that's (laughs) that's crazy we watched it when we were in puerto rico catch me outside how about that how about that Good funny. Anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. You watch um, what while you're in Puerto Rico? We watched that Dr. Phil. Oh, episode. no way. <laughs> <laughs> that's I was funny. like, this is just now coming around. <laughs> Y'all are behind. <laughs> you're like, we saw that a long time ago. Um, awesome, yeah, Kick-Ass, dude. Kick-Ass is one of my... Uh, um, I like Kick-Ass. I don't know. It it uh, it didn't grow on me for some reason. No. Like, I watched it and then, like, I enjoyed it. But for some reason, and I don't know if it was just because of, um, what's that guy's name? Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think his name is. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is because of that. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it, I, like, um, and, and maybe that's how he is in the comics or whatever, but I feel like like, it just took him too long to to kind of, to grow on me. I don't know. It was, it's like a weird, like him as a, as kick-ass the character just I, I don't know it didn't resonate with me I guess. it what? felt very cheesy i think that's the problem i had with it um like each of the the characters you know hit girl and then um mclovin's character and the main guy oh yeah Sorry, he's I, the, I, I forgot names. i forgot his name but yeah the I villain just, I yeah got into it. i think that was the point you know that they were campy and stuff like that. I, I mean, I that's know that's the point, but I don't know. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> you missed no, no, it, girl. No, no. That I was the point. the point. <laughs> What's wrong with you? Uh, no, uh, I I liked it. I I thought you know, uh, I mean, Hit Girl was was it's pretty awesome to to see how she's like this young girl and she's like, yeah. I mean, it was definitely like the breakout role yeah. for Chloe Moretz, Moretz or whatever. I think after that, they were just kind of like. You know, just kind of blew the lid off of her as, mm-hmm. as an actress or whatever. Yeah, but definitely. I don't know. Just like, uh, as a comic book movie, I feel like they had a lot of, like they could have done so much with that power of like him not being able to feel pain or whatever. Like mm-hmm. still getting jacked up, but like not being able to feel it. I feel like they didn't like fulfill that potential though. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. I didn't just yeah. Get to it. No. Yeah. I. I um. Yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Mostly because of Hit Girl. That's that's the character that that yeah. was pretty cool because Big Daddy. Yeah, Big Daddy. <laughs> Freaking Nicolas Cage being <laughs> his corny self. Yeah. Oh god. Yeah. Um, Cage, dude. <clears throat> dude, he's so good. He's so bad. He ends up being good sometimes. Yeah, dude. That's a lot, his, a lot I think of that's times. That's like his niche where he's just kind of like he's currently living there where he can have like these crazy outlandish type performances that are would technically be considered bad, but because it's Nicolas Cage, it's like, dude, that's masterful. Like, mm-hmm. he's only he can do that sort of a thing and still make it somewhat good. So, mm-hmm. you know, on props Reddit, to you, Nicolas Cage. there's a subreddit called One True God, and it's all about Nicolas Cage. No way. Yes. <laughs> and what the heck? This past weekend, there was a Nicolas Cage film, not even a festival, but like a marathon, mm-hmm. but just in a big setting. And he showed up and he watched four of his own films, did like a 75 minute Q&A session. No way. And then he did a live reading of the Telltale Hearts by Edgar Allan Poe. I, wow. saw that. <laughs> I didn't That's watch crazy. that video, but I saw it come up and I was like, yeah. this is freaking random, dude. But That's Nicolas Cage. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> awesome. He's uh, not the bees. 
Not the beast. <laughs> I remember. More of a treasure protector. Yeah. Um, but uh, hey, National Treasure is legit, dude. dude I, I, know, I like I those movies. Dude. <laughs> the movies are awesome, dude. I do. I eat like that's like a guilty pleasure, dude. Is watching National. What's well, that guilty? That's a good movie. Those are, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't tell people. I would tell the people. Natural Treasure is dope. <laughs> yeah. It's dope. They're actually like, really if good. If you don't like it, you're not an American. Yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with you? It's unpatriotic. What's wrong with you, <laughs> man? Not like National Treasure. America. But that is really cool how they America. Like, they dive into America. like these American myths and stories and stuff. And Again, <laughs> history. That's why I like it. Nah, dude. <laughs> that's why I thought it was pretty dope. But um, anyways, uh, another another movie, dude, that I thought. Oh, Cat. Do you have some? Do you have a a favorite non Marvel DC movie? I don't, because I keep getting it mixed up with sci fi. Oh, like we had this discussion earlier, right? It was just like, how do you separate sci fi from, you know, non Marvel, non DC superhero movie mm. like Stranger Things? You know, she right. had a special ability, she used it for good, but I guess that's considered more sci fi. So I just got lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I, I would make the argument. Maybe you can yeah. make the argument. Yeah, but it's still of like certain it, sci-fi movies. Yeah, also crossing over. I was telling Kat that it, it, superhero movies have more of a where the protagonist you find that they have a skill and there's a journey of how they learn how to use it and that journey from being someone who discovers it to using it for good or for whatever you know. Yeah. Uh, um, so sometimes you can make the argument. I was telling her like maybe even like John Wick. It could be he's almost like a superhero. Almost. Mm-hmm. He's got this skill of being able to, you know, kill yeah. <laughs> the way he does it. You know, um, uh, and there's always a sort of a, you know, superhero movies pretty much has a uh, seeking justice or usually revenge is not because usually superheroes are not about yeah. revenge, mm-hmm. but usually you could disguise that revenge as justice or something mm-hmm. or some good that has to be done or something like that. So that's how you can kind of differentiate with between if it's a superhero movie or just a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And that's why I see one that kind of blurs the line though would be and it's uh, and I enjoyed this movie it's Chronicle where it owns kind of like it's a superhero movie/sci-fi movie because you have these three kids and I think what classifies them most as a superhero movie is that we get a definitive villain at the end. Well, also they also they actually talk about you know doing good things with what they have. Right. So which puts it in the superhero category, mm. you know. And, but it's you know most you know superhero movies are going to be they're going to have the sci-fi element element obviously because obviously mm-hmm. they fly or they have, you know, super, you know, some or type of superpower like their the origin of their powers is something alien, you know what I mean? So right. Exactly. Some something, you know, something like that. But, you know, superheroes could be, you know, some that don't have, you know, superpowers. And that's why I say, like, you know, John Wick, you can make that all kind of argument. You know, it's kind of a... Well, like we said, like with Super, too. Right. Where he has no power, but well, makes it an obvious superhero movie is that he has a superhero costume. Yeah, <laughs> And, like, exactly. calls himself a superhero or whatever. Yeah, exactly. So on that note, could you argue for Nacho Libre? <laughs> Nacho. <laughs> I will use these winnings for the children and give them a better life. <laughs> I don't believe in no, I believe in science. Yeah. <laughs> See, it goes. It blurs the line between science fiction 
And well, he's got a weapon cut. in uh, one where he throws the corn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> completely takes the dude eyes. Completely the, the random. Eye out, he's all throws the corn at him. He has um, a suit. I mean, you could make that. I guess if you want to try really hard to make that argument, but uh, um, I can't. I can't. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Um, so I, I was, I want to mention another one. Um, uh, and I had a, a few on here, but if people haven't seen, uh, Dread, you got to see it. It's a, it's a Judge Dread movie and not the St- Stallone movie. It's the one with Carl Urban mm-hmm. in it. And, uh, Judge Dread is a, it's actually a British comic book. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's in the future where, uh, cops are also judges and they can judge you on the spot and if it's the death sentence they kill you on the spot yeah and uh of course the, there's a terrible movie judge dread with sylvester stallone and uh supposedly a clone that looks nothing like him i know which is awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's a clone of you why doesn't he look like him he looks Part totally of the 80s charm yeah exactly right <laughs> but um i mean it's not it's 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 not it's not uh, faithful to the comic, it just makes it terrible. But the acting is horrible too. I mean, it's still watchable, but it's not is as Rob good as Schneider's in that. I know Rob Schneider, nice. but dude, the have you seen the movie I'm talking about, Dread with Carl yeah. Urban? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh dude, that movie's amazing. It's so good. It's really got uh, Lena Headey, Headley or Headey, the, yeah, from Game of Thrones. About, uh-huh. Um, Cersei from Game of Thrones. She's the villain in that movie. Uh, have you seen that movie, Kat? Yep. What'd you think? It. I liked it. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. I wasn't blown away by it, but but yeah, I like that it's so different. Um, one of the things that I liked about the movie is that Carl Urban never takes his helmet off. If you notice the that's Judge Dread, yeah. he never takes his helmet off, and that's significant because in the comic books you never see his face. Judge Whereas Dredd, in the Stallone one, he couldn't wait to take his freaking oh, helmet the, off. Like like the, like, like, after the first ten minutes, he takes his helmet off. Yeah. You already see his face. You're like. <laughs> Dude, and then and that's significant, like I said, because in the comic book he never takes his helmet off. You never see his face. It's always the the um Judge Dredd helmet. Dude, one of the things that I loved about that movie too was that it was like a straightforward type of like action film too. Like it was it kinda like in the same vein as like John Wick, where it was just kind of like it, it was it was always heading like in like a forward direction. Like it wasn't mm-hmm. getting bogged down by like all these crazy like twist things or like whatever it was just kind of like a man on a mission type of thing uh because it it reminded me a lot of like the raid too where he's just kind of trapped in this one building and he has to go level level to level to level to level or whatever to reach the top to reach the boss or whatever and like on the way he's like mowing down like all these people so it was just cool because it was like you know it's just very straightforward like you he's looking for this one person and that's all he's doing throughout the entire movie Mm -hmm. it's just like fighting his way to get to that, you know, to his objective and stuff. So that's why I'd like, I, yeah, I really enjoyed that movie too. Um, and, and of course, um, the, the, the Stallone movie doesn't even include, um, his partner, which is essential to the comic book, which mm-hmm. is judge Anderson, the psychic. Uh, huh. This is not even in the Stallone movie at all. Just, just totally does not even talk yeah. about that, and in this one he's got you know um, the the psychic. Uh, it's not a sidekick, but more like his partner. Yeah. Um, and uh, and that's awesome. And of course, he's got one of the coolest things is the lawgiver, which is the the oh, judge's gun, gun yeah, yeah. that is uh, biometrically 
uh, attached to them, to, assigned yeah, yeah. to each uh, judge. But it's got like different uh, right, right. types of bullets and stuff. Oh, that's so awesome. It's one of those things where it was like, I remember when the Stallone movie came out, that was like... That's that probably the, the best thing, part of the movie. That was like the one thing that like we were all <laughs> we were all doing when we were outside playing like as kids or whatever. We were like taking our fake guns and be like grenade launcher or whatever. And we we're like shooting each other or whatever or like flare gun and like, oh, we can see you now and stuff. So, yeah, that was probably like one of the cooler things that was introduced in that movie. But it's definitely like utilized better in this one. Definitely. It's awesome. It's awesome. It didn't get as much, you know, like attention, but it's definitely underrated. And that's if you haven't seen that, like, it, watch it. constantly trying to get traction for a sequel. I always see like, oh, like sign this petition or whatever, like, <laughs> you know, hashtag this or whatever. Like, we want more dread. Or dude, it's it like mm-hmm. ten times better than the Stallone version, dude. Um, it just didn't have the the budget. Well, I don't know about the budget, but the marketing behind mm-hmm. it. But it was great. It was good. Um. Dude, I see one that you have on your list, dude. And, yes. And I'm Which one? and my eyes lit up and I was like, what? Go for it. Go for it. Go Don't ahead, Kat. I'll let you get this one. Are we the same? I don't I don't know, but Oh. Hellboy. Oh yeah, dude. No, we weren't the oh, same. Oh my god. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Hellboy, go ahead. It's just I mean, it's amazing. The actor, the world that's created. I mean, this is I mean, besides Pan's Labyrinth, we get to see Guillermo del Toro's mind, right? And all the creatures that he creates. Yeah. And the story, I mean, you're, you already feel for this guy as soon as you're watching it. And then the, you know, the love struggle between him and Selma Blair. And you're just like. Liz Sherman, please. Liz Sherman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's, it's one of my favorite movies. I mean, all three of the films. I'm two. a huge two. There's only two. No, there's there's two. The Golden Army and just Hellboy. And just Hellboy, yeah. Hellboy and Hellboy Two: The Golden Army. No. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we <laughs> wish there was three. What's your third? What's what? your third film? <laughs> yeah, in your mind, there's only the two. <laughs> that's like Hellboy. They're, they're trying to get three. They're trying to get the third one going, but you might be thinking Pan's Labyrinth is a Hellboy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's only it's two. An and when I put yeah. Hellboy on, on on my list, I meant both of those. It's kind of like they're in a package because I love both of them. Both of them are so good. Uh, um, I love it. I catch myself. I could still watch that movie. I'll put it on and watch that movie. It's mm-hmm. so good. And, uh, man, besides besides Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, Ron Perlman is like the perfect Hellboy. Yeah, dude. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like the it's perfect like those, casting, yeah, dude. Yeah, exactly, dude. It's like one of those things where you were like born. Like you'll hear that said sometimes where it's like, oh, this person was born to play that character. It's like that. Ryan Reynolds was born to play Deadpool and Ron Perlman was born to play Hellboy. Like, oh, yeah. Those are just like like perfect fits for those characters. You know, like, yeah, I, Hellboy is freaking dope. It's, it's so, awesome. Because it's just so like visually like, like like satisfying dude you see like all like cat was yeah. saying like all the little like the world building that he does like so much like attention to detail like all the different little creatures and just everything dude like I, and one of those things that still kind of sticks with me is like that like that angel of death type character that's in there like towards oh, the yeah. end that that's a golden him. army mm-hmm. um like just the way that that like the the makeup on that like the way that whole character mm-hmm. was constructed like I still think about it. I'm like, dude. Like I would want to see a movie just about that character. Like, and yeah. that's how it is. It's just like, like you can 
like pick and choose one of his, one of his characters and still be like, dude, that character is so interesting. Like I would want to see more of that mm-hmm. or whatever. Want to well, see more of this and that. That's um, perfect. Del Toro, mm-hmm. Guillermo yeah, Del Toro's sure. characters like that. You know, just you know uh, the troll mar- troll market. That's what it's called, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. The troll what? Oh no no no! The, I think it's called the troll market, right? Yeah, where, where he goes. Yeah, it's like the his um, uh, uh, Moss Eisley Cantina scene, right. you know, where <laughs> all these different uh, type of uh, monsters or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of troll market, it's so funny. Uh, Guillermo del Toro has a animated show that just came out maybe about a month ago on Netflix. Troll, troll hunters. hunters. Have you watched it? Yeah, it's. I've seen, I, I haven't seen the whole thing, but I've seen. I've seen uh, the whole like thing already. Three or four episodes, dude. I've seen the whole thing already. Sick. It's awesome, dude. Like for a, for a cartoon, have you seen it yet? I haven't. It's I, great. It's 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 good for kids. I mean, kids will will like it. Mm-hmm. But even for adults, it's so fun to watch. I mean, it's it's, I mean, perfect Guillermo del Toro stuff. You know, like the mm-hmm. characters are very, uh, uh, very. Um, uh, different and each each troll is different and and in fact the where the mo- most of the action happens it's called troll market which is funny because mm-hmm. that's the same thing that he calls uh that yeah. place in uh hellboy and uh but yeah hellboy is, is awesome those both of those movies if you haven't seen them highly recommend you watch them they're pretty cool uh, to check those out another one i have on here dude is um damn we can't go without calling uh, without uh talking about the crow right the crow yeah yeah. The Crow was pretty awesome, dude, in itself, dude. A very different type of I think, yeah, I superhero think, movie. Mm-hmm. It's not your typical, you right, know, it was some, he had all. to die. You know, it's like yeah. in the movie itself, and he comes back as the Crow. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess the the mythology is that they the Crow picks certain people to come back and avenge their lives, I guess, or something, yeah. or kill them. And so... Obviously, it uh, stars Brandon Lee, which tragically died while filming this movie. Which Did was, it really? Yeah. I didn't know it was during mm-hmm. this movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Soon. Yeah. While he was filming this movie, um, he was w- one of the prop guns. Because, uh, you know, usually prop guns have like blanks in them. Yeah. Well, something was lodged inside this gun and, and it actually ended up acting like a bullet. Oh, so sad. when they shot this gun. I knew it was like with the prop shot, gun, but I don't know it was with. Oh, I didn't know it was in this movie. Yeah, crazy. it was in this movie, yeah. They had to finish the scene by filming faraway scenes of the final fight scene. Mm. Um, and uh, that's how they had to finish that. That's crazy, movie, dude. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I but think The Crow's awesome. I think it's a... It's it was a, definitely one of those, uh, like, not before its time, but it definitely opened the doors up for, like, the whole anti-hero thing that I, I don't think had been done before it, mm-hmm. you know, like... Because this dude was like out here straight up committing murders, dude. Where like he was yeah. just killing, like avenging, you know, his mm-hmm. his and deceased was, wife. And it was very bleak too. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. like yeah. really dark, and it, it was kind of like the like what I would consider like the extreme version of Batman, I guess, or like yeah. the Zack Snyder version of Batman, where he's like murdering everybody, <laughs> like you know what I mean, like only better, obviously, way but, better, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> way better, but um. Yeah, that's there was no movie, Martha dude. in this movie, right? <laughs> um, no, dude. But the one that I have that you have on your list that I was looking at, I was been yeah. I've been eyeballing all day, dude. It's freaking Dark Man, Dark dude. Man, dude. Yes, dude. I still remember my dad taking us to this movie, <laughs> yeah, watching this amazing. movie in the movie theater, and we're like, "What did we just see? And why is it so awesome?" Seriously, so, dude, <laughs> it's so crazy because it was Liam Neeson. Who knew about Liam Neeson at that point? You know what yep. I mean? But um. 
Did you watch that movie? Kim? No, I've you never, never seen that movie. You never, you never heard no. of it either. Dude. The Dark Man was like your alternative to Batman yeah. in some ways. <laughs> it's super. It's super weird, man. There's like it's it's um it's a story about a a doctor who, um, his wife uh, he's working on this like special like uh, skin type. Um, for people like with burns or with disfigurement or something, you can use the mm-hmm. skin to, uh, it's like artificial skin or something yeah. like that. Like skin grafting. He, yeah, pretty much like, like skin grafting. But it's only temporary. Though. Or like he hasn't figured out how to permanently. Keep it permanent, yeah. yeah. So he gets these people come in and blow up his lab and his wife dies and whatever. So he's like horrific, you know, horrifically burned or whatever. And no, he, his wife doesn't die though, does she? Yeah, doesn't she? No, because isn't that who he's? Oh, that's right. She doesn't to, die. Trying to get back. Uh, I just remember the carnival scene when he breaks that fool's fingers. Yeah, See, <laughs> and that was a cool thing about like, he, like I don't know why that's ingrained in my head. Like that scene. the uh, so like he he is is like you know engulfed in flames or whatever. But he also gets all these like chemicals put on him, so it gives him like superhuman strength and like agility, agility and like durability and all this stuff. So he's like. You know, he, he, but he's horrible. You know, he's yeah, so, but he's horribly scarred, yeah. and like so, he's using that technology that he had to like to disguise himself, which is also like the cool part too, is that he uses his like Techno- scientific his technology to yeah. like figure out how to like, uh, you know, dress himself up as someone else, and then like he does these like drug deals, and then like busts them or whatever. Like, he does like all these crazy things, dude. Like using all the the like skills that he has, he has a particular set of skills. That he uses is that what like he says in Taken? Taken, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but like one of his like powers, I guess, is that mm-hmm. when he gets like really mad, he like he just goes insane and he gets like crazy. Like I don't even know how. It's to like a berserker it, like, rage from Wolverine kind of thing. Yeah, where he just like completely sees mm-hmm. red and he mm-hmm. like destroys everything. So yeah, there's a part where like this dude at a carnival is trying to like jip him or whatever. And he just goes crazy. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's not even like a villain guy. It's just some carny at a car, at a carnival who's trying to jip him or something. Yeah, and just give him like a hard time. And he goes all crazy. Dude. He goes like the scene in the movie, like and everything. It's Sam Raimi who who uh, directs Directed this movie. It? Yeah. So he does a lot of those like really close up, like crazy yeah. swirling around like type camera. Yeah, you totally work. see like um, uh, what's that movie? Evil, uh, Dead. Evil Dead kind yeah. of thing where it's like. Camera's right in his face, and he's like, ah, oh, screaming, and the screen is red, and whatever. And he grabs the Cardi's fingers, and he breaks his fingers. And it like shows it, like it's like yes. graphic, like you, it's so graphic. You see, like his fingers <laughs> just like bend back or like just in the wrong direction. Dude, we were kids when we watched that, and I, that yeah, totally were, stuck with me because I'm like, oh my god, I, I didn't expect his fingers to be broken that way, dude. <laughs> yep. like, what the heck? But that's an awesome movie, though, yeah, dude. The it's like, dude. yeah, that's crazy. I know. We, Never heard of it, dude. We always think like, why did we see this movie when we were like five? Well, you were five, <laughs> dude. It's like what the heck. But um, anyways, so yeah, there's, there's. I mean, we could go on and on. You know, there's somewhat so many other movies and stuff. So we can be here all day just talking about all of these movies. Uh, but why don't you guys tell us if there's a superhero movie that you guys know that we didn't talk about? Why don't you guys let us know in our on our Facebook page, just. Shoot us a mention or a, or a, one of the uh, comments on some of our posts. I'm sure we'll put up something about this episode. Tell us if there's a movie that you guys know that we didn't talk about. Um, and uh, in fact, we didn't even talk about uh, some uh, non 
comic book superheroes that I wanted to talk about, but uh, we'll do that next time. But before we go, we got to give you the pick of the week. Absolutely. And since we were talking about superhero movies that have nothing to do with Marvel and DC, this past Friday, very quietly, without much notice, Netflix released a Netflix original called iBoy. It's a terrible name. It Granted, is. it's the worst name that you could have picked, but it's a good movie though. But it's funny. And, and it's funny because when he calls himself iBoy, everyone's like ripping on him. <laughs> no, no. When he calls himself iBoy, uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, Maze Richardson. Uh, what's your name? Williams. Uh, uh, Maze Williams. Yeah. Uh, Something like that. Maisie. Maisie Williams. Maisie Williams. Yeah. Uh, Anya. From uh, Aria. Aria. Hey, what the heck? You going to sleep, dude? <laughs> dude, it's late. Aria from Game of Thrones. She's in this. <laughs> she's in this movie. Um, he tells her his name. Well, they're communicating over text, you know. And he's like, "What's your name?" I boy. She's like, "That's ridiculous." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it is a terrible name. I agree. It's a horrible name. But the movie is is actually really good. We could talk about it more next week. Maybe we'll give a small review to so give you guys a chance to watch it this week. Check it out. iBoy on Netflix. It's um, You'll enjoy it. I think you'll really like it. Let us know what you guys think after you guys watch it. Dude, so. I was like legitimately shocked that it was a movie. I, I thought, I, I sincerely thought that it was going to be like a like a series show. Where it it could work. Like I know. Several episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, just because, yeah, I felt like it would, it would work better. Well, not that it would work better, but I just thought, assumed that it would be uh, like you know, like a several episode type of series, but it worked well as a like self contained movie too. Definitely, because it kind of give it gave you like a start point and an end point, which is cool. Definitely, and uh, hey, yeah, the Lego Batman movie come out this weekend, February tenth, full. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I'm Walking All Dead, right. February twelfth, best weekend ever. Bye. Okay, <laughs> well we're gonna have to well, talk about that. that. Good night, everybody. Yes. <laughs> so we thank you guys. Have another show until February. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> We thank you guys for uh, sticking around, watching, uh, watching, listening to us. Dude, uh, night, night. dude it's already late, man. Uh, we we don't usually go this far, you know. Extra, yeah, extra long. Watch Unbreakable, dude. Before we, <laughs> I know. <laughs> before we start recording, I know, right? Um, until next week, guys. Please uh, actually go on our Facebook page, uh, share it, tell people. Let's get more people to listen to the Beta Report for the Beta Report. Uh, it's the con. This is. Forever five. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Till next week. <laughs> 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 <laughs>